0: When you hear the word spicy to describe food, do you think about hot, 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 like Scotch bonnet peppers, or do you think about cardamom and coriander and turmeric? Spice means a lot of things, and we all have our own preferences. Around Halloween, mention pumpkin pie spice and be ready for battle. But spices can evoke a sense of place, or a sense of time. Christmas has an aroma from the kitchen of cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves and vanilla, and all together, the smells work together to form a giant, big, warm hug. The Culinary Libertarian Podcast, Episode 89. Welcome to the Culinary Libertarian Podcast, where the philosophy is free, but the food is on you. Hello folks, Dan Reed here, the Culinary Libertarian. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Navigate over to my podcast's page, culinarylibertarian.com slash podcasts to find all the previous show's show notes pages. Also on the podcast's page, click the social media icons at the top to follow the Culinary Libertarian on Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or join me in the Eating Liberty Facebook group. Click the support link on the podcast's page to find all the podcatchers which carry the Culinary Libertarian podcast. Find my affiliate banners for the Tom Woods Liberty Classroom and Brian McClanahan's McClanahan Academy, as well as the banner for Kiko's Cakes video tutorial, which will teach you how to make top-notch pastries in your own kitchen. And the other banner is for Cranky Without Coffee, my e-commerce mug store. Delivery times for mugs has been running long. Order soon for the best chance of getting Dad's coffee mug for Father's Day. Also look to see about getting a custom mug. From your favorite podcatcher, leave a rating and review of the podcast. Ratings help the podcatchers find more listeners and that grows the audience. Today's episode on spices is a listener-generated episode. Listener C.M., that's her initials, or maybe it's a him, asked for an episode about spices. Here it is. Back on episode 37, I talked about herbs, mostly, with a little bit of spices. Today's episode is a deep dive into spices, but first, let's just visit those herbs. Herbs are the leaves or stems of aromatic plants. Think basil and chives and cilantro and oregano. The leaves or a chive, but the stalk is the usable portion. Usable means edible. From a cooking standpoint, the stems are usable, but we would put them into stocks. So, Here's here's a tip. If the stem of whatever it is, rosemary, thyme, oregano, marjoram, is still kind of green and bendy and not woody, it's perfectly fine to use up. Herbs can be dried. Sage and thyme and oregano uh, and more are popular dried herbs. Spices are almost always dried. One reason for such a thing is transportation. Dried spices last much longer than their fresh counterparts. Herbs are leaves. Stems. Mostly leaves. Spices are the seeds of herbs. Think bill seed or fennel seed or coriander seed, which comes from cilantro. Spices are also barks, roots, berries, fruits, or pods. There are some unique items, saffron, which is the stamen of the saffron crocus. Another tricky one is lemongrass. Generally regarded a spice, it appears to be an herb. Those distinctions might be interesting, but there is one significant difference which makes lemongrass a spice and not an herb, at least in my opinion. Lemongrass needs to be cooked to be made palatable, and edible, mostly. As with nearly all rules, there are exceptions. One big challenge in discussing spices is there isn't a uniformity of use. Black pepper is useful in the cooking process before, during, or after. Cardamom pods, not so much. The chief distinction, as I mentioned about lemongrass, is spices require cooking. Now, again, there's a few there's a few outlying examples. The first one I can think of would be grating fresh nutmeg on top of cooked spinach. You don't cook it anymore. The heat of the spinach releases the nutmeg flavor, but it really, it takes... You know, if you don't like spinach, you don't like spinach, try it anyway. The nutmeg on the spinach sautéed in the whole butter and a little bit of garlic, it's, a, it's just a game changer. It's really, that little thing makes a huge difference. Cooking serves two main purposes. It makes the spice palatable, as it is with the lemongrass, but it also extracts the flavors, which is why we're using it. Heat activates the essential oils of the spice and that allows it to flavor the food. High heat, like sauteing, is especially effective for flavor extraction. But if you are making pickles, sauteing isn't an option. Even at the relatively low temperature of boiling, the flavors from the spices will be extracted into the pickle. It is possible The higher heat from canning extracts more flavors, but the extraction of flavor happens in a poached chicken as well as in a uh, creme anglaise, which really has the vanilla being steeped like tea to infuse that vanilla flavor into the cream. In the case of spices which offer both a flavor and a color, saffron, sumac, turmeric, That early addition in the cooking process is key to getting the most from the flavor and the color. Flavor is, of course, the reason we use spices. Whole spices are more flavorful than ground, and grinding them as you need them offers the most flavor and the easiest use, if you can grind them. A quick search on most shopping websites will produce a selection of grinders, at least half of which not grinders at all, but little teeny mini food processors, which basically are smashers. They just smash at a very rapid rate. You might have one in your kitchen now for your coffee beans. I have a low opinion of them for coffee and just slightly less low for spices. But they offer in speed they do not offer in consistency or uniformity of grind size. A mortar and pestle is useful and a bit of a workout for your eye wash exercise bands and for small quantities a mortar and pestle is superior. I've seen stainless steel versions which I will say I've not used but would not, for it defies common sense to me. The purpose is the interior is somewhat coarse to facilitate the grinding action. Stainless steel is a counter decoration used as a landmark for guests. Oh, darling, the wine key is next to the stainless steel mortar and pestle. It's about all the good you are going to get out of it. One more moment on grinding devices. If a smasher is what you can afford, then that's better than not having anything at all. Ground spices lose potency rapidly. Rapidly is a relative term here, even with a date on a container. One obvious advantage of grinding your own as you need is you grind what you need. I know of no chart which converts the number of juniper berries into teaspoons or cardamom seeds into a quarter of a teaspoon. The downside to grinding your own is you might have a little bit extra. If it's not too much of a little bit extra, use it all. Individually, spices add their own flavors to the dish. That's kind of like, duh. Saffron or coriander or red pepper flakes give you that single note. It's a good note. To borrow from music, it can be a full and satisfying sound. Flavor, sound, we're going we're gonna to mix metaphors here. Coriander might be the middle C on the piano. Saffron tends toward bitter or acrid. It gets balanced out, but that might make it an octave lower than middle C. Red pepper flakes are hot. High notes are sharp. Um, or uh, here's the weird thing. Acid is sharp. The acid would be low side of pH. But we're going to say a hot thing, a sharp thing, is going to be on the high notes. So maybe an octave or two or more above middle C. Let's put ground celery seeds and paprika and dried turmeric and onion and garlic powder and black pepper and cayenne pepper together in a specific ratio and add that to a determined amount of sea salt. Now, what we've just described here without the ratios is my version of Danny's. You know, there's a popular seasoning salt sold in the stores with a big L on the label. Somewhere in there is sugar. Sugar's not a spice. Got no business in a spice mix. So I make my own, I omit the sugar, and actually goose some of those ratios a bit more because I like that little bit, my, a little garlic here and a little bit celery saltier. Uh, but I like that. We've taken specific notes and combined them. We have made flavor chords, and their combined low and middle and high note flavors create far more than the sum of the parts. That's why we cook with spices to make our food a taste bud symphony. This is not limited to spices, by the way. Basil and garlic and walnuts and Parmesan cheese and extra virgin olive oil blend it into a paste, makes a pesto. Yeah, I know. Pine nuts. Well, Italian pesto is Italian for paste, so it can be anything you want. Pine nuts is traditional. Walnuts taste better. You might remember an episode I did uh, about what a painter can teach about cooking. Music can inform cooking the same way. I want to share some mixtures with you and how certain combinations can transport you around the world and you never have to leave your dining room table. But before I do that, Let's take a moment out for a word from my affiliate. Folks, California Wine Club fixes the problem of staring at the grocery store shelves wondering what wine is worth your money. The grocery store staff is of no help, as the best you can expect is, huh? California Wine Club is the internet's premier Wine subscription service. Members can shop wine selections from small vineyards, which means you get selections not available in the store. Good thing, too. Wine club members can also ask wine questions of a wine consultant who will work with you to learn your flavor preferences and flavor profiles. Ask that from Skippy the Cashier. Membership also includes the California Wine Club guide called Uncorked, which offers tasting notes of the wines, pairing tips, and some backstories on some of the vineyards. Membership starts with the Premier Series, and you can mix or match red or white wines and choose the frequency of delivery. California Wine Club subscriptions are also excellent gifts. And... With the Wine Club Love It Guarantee, you can't go wrong. Click the banner on the show notes page or navigate to culinarylibertarian.com slash C-A-Wine Maine to learn more about the Love It Guarantee and to join the premier internet wine club. culinarylibertarian.com slash C-A-Wine to make informed choices about the wines you want to drink. CulinaryLibertarian.com slash or click the banner on the show notes page, CulinaryLibertarian.com slash 89. Now, let's get back into the show. Spice blends are about as numerous as there are people and spices to blend them. Of course, there are some dry spice blends well-known, that aforementioned pumpkin pie spice. Uh, Sorry, not sorry, I like that stuff. Curry is probably the most famous spice mix. To some sadness, it is mostly recognized by the bright yellow or orange color of the turmeric, but curry, in India particularly, can be both a paste and a dry mix, can be very mellow and rich in flavor, or OMG hot! They are not always yellow either. More possibly well-known blends are Thai curry pastes from fresh spices and herbs, Chinese five-spice powder, garam masala, harissa, patria piece, Cajun seasonings, barbecue seasonings, herbs, and so on. The idea of spices connoting a place is pretty interesting. The relationship To a spice or spices and geography is, of course, the first link. Most spices, and this is broad, most spices come from Indonesia or came from Indonesia's surrounding areas. How they made their way to all the other places is a fascinating history to study. It is also a bloody and deadly history. I've covered some of it, scratching really the surfaces in some posts on spices. I'll link to the spices page, culinarylibertarian.com slash 89. So let's see if we can start a smell catalog in your head for spices. Just like that beginning piano player, all she sees is white and black keys. When you see the spice rack in your kitchen, or the spice rack in the grocery store, it can be overwhelming if you don't know what each of those keys, what each of those jars does. In this analogy, red pepper flakes or cayenne pepper, or the hot, spicy, very bold, aggressive spices are the high notes on the piano. The higher the note, the bolder the flavor. On the left-hand side, we have the foundations of flavor. Juniper, or allspice, are good foundation. Solid flavors, which can support more complementary flavors. Black pepper can also be one of these things, even though we add it so little and sometimes at the very end. Ginger is a good foundation. Garlic and onions are going to be down there. We don't really think of them as spices, but they function as spices. I don't want to push this analogy too far, But the key point is a spice like coriander is a good sport flavor, but not, in my opinion, a base flavor. That's not to say that it can't be. Any spice can be, I suppose, but if you get some idea of how to mix flavors, strong and bold or fiery hot are the foundations, the major chords, perhaps, and everyone else is the minor chords, making the flavors rich, and full. Coriander is, in some curries, the principal ingredient by weight, but caraway or chili or black pepper or maybe even garlic would make the uh, main part of the flavor structure. Just like so many other things food, memorable is achieved by compatible and contrasting flavors. In the eggplant episode, I mentioned the pickled eggplant with dinner at that Italian restaurant. The acid of that quick pickle and the rich main chorus was a contrast that worked. It made the meal better. It's been 15 or more years, and I'm still talking about it. Alright, I think I've pushed this as far as it will go. To build flavors with spices, you need to know what they taste like. A good sniff. Be careful. Don't get too close. A good sniff reveals a lot. Caraway tastes pretty much exactly like it smells. Coriander, too. I like it, which is why I keep mentioning it. Building the spice flavor mental library starts with smells and identification of the spice. Caraway smells like rye bread, which really is to say rye bread smells like caraway. Carrots are in the caraway family and carrots and caraway make an amazing combination. Coriander is the seed of cilantro. Both Mexican and Chinese cuisines use a lot of cilantro. So coriander is a smart compliment. The aroma may remind you of something you know. As you make your connections to the smells and the things, your cooking and flavor-building skills will increase. A few spices are tricky because the smell alone doesn't reveal all. In some cases, it reveals nearly nothing. Mustard powder is one example. It's nearly (laughs) odor-free, but be very careful if you dip your finger into it and taste it. Nothing at first. Then a bit of flavor starts to show up, followed by some spicy, but not hot heat. It keeps building and it keeps growing and it stays with you for about five minutes. I know the power of suggestion, but don't say I didn't warn you. With Father's Day upcoming, a good grilled dinner might be the way to go. And as Cajun or Creole rub or paste, yes, we're going to include pastes in our spice mixes, might make for some fine eating. A paste is made by pureeing in a mortar and pestle or a food processor, all the ingredients. Simple enough, really. Garlic onions, not immediately recognized as spices, help make the pastes tasty. So, too, do red bell peppers or fresh jalapenos or cayennes, or even scotch bonnets, but boy howdy. Watch out for those guys. I will tell you that cayenne peppers fresh from the plant are much milder than you would think from what your experiences from the dried spice jar. They're, they're actually mild, and you could put a couple of them, saute um, seeds in there because they're not that hot. I mean, I'm a wimp, but I like them. The, the cayennes, cut them whole not the green part uh one maybe two with a little bit of garlic browned just barely in some extra virgin olive oil have your pasta ready to go so once the garlic and the peppers hit that brown point you've got seconds left before brown turns to burn and then you've made garbage when that garlic is nice and brown uh, a little bit of salt and don't salt the oil salt anyway Uh, black pepper pasta in there toss 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 and a little bit of the pasta water, which will help the pasta not stick to the pan and release. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not a big proponent of eating just, you know, a big bowlful of spaghetti. Uh, and the olive oil and the garlic is fine, but really it's just sugar with olive oil. But, oh, my goodness, it's so good. A pile of cheese on there. Oh, man. Now, when your coworkers tell you you smell like garlic, say, I don't know what you're talking about. I learned a lot about pastes when I worked in a Thai restaurant in Naples, Florida. They used commercial paste. They come in cute little cans uh, as their base, but bolstered every single one of them to order. And here's a tip for extracting flavor from your spices or your pastes. If you have dry spices, uh, say curry powder, put it in a small bowl and add a teaspoon, two teaspoons of water. What you want to do is turn that dry stuff into a paste. Now, we're not looking to make soup. We want a paste. If you add, don't throw it away if you add too much water. Don't add more spice to it if you add too much water. The effect will still work. It will cost you an extra minute in the pan. Now, when the time comes to add the flavor, add that paste instead of just those dry herbs. Instead of just those dry spices. The water in the paste gives you a few moments where the dry spices would burn. Now that water is turning to steam. The steam is activating the essential oils, which is what we want to have happen. And as the steam is coming off, the wet spice is going to caramelize a little bit. It can burn as we haven't eliminated that problem, we've just delayed it. But what we're doing is we're building a little bit of caramelization in the bottom of the pan. And all of that is developing a deeper flavor, which we could not obtain, by just throwing in dry spices. If you are working with a for curry paste, sauteing that paste before you add the liquid, which, remember, can be hiding in, say, the forms of tomatoes or lots of onions Or even like cabbages have a lot of water. Saute the paste in the pan with, if you've got chicken or just even start with that. Start with the paste in the pan first, then add stuff. But that caramelization of the paste is going to open up all the flavors of that paste. It's going to, it's going to really (laughs) make your, it's going to make you look like a genius. And then you can just say, "Ah, well, just stuff that through together. Never admit, yeah, just whatever, dismiss, dismiss it. That high heat of the pan really builds those flavors, and then you deglaze with liquids, which are the tomatoes, actual stock, water, whatever's going to add water to the pan, could be coconut milk, and then stir to get those crumbly, you want those, you want those bits into your sauce. You want the bottom of the pan clean. Remember way back in the soups episode, that stuff on the bottom is the flavor foundation. The French call it the fond, which is, you know, foundation. If your blends are dry or pastes, expecting you to guess where the preparations are is silly. I don't do that. Often. But even if I do make it up, I'm really modifying the recipe you can find scores of sources for spice mixes. I'm fond of the Joel Norman's book, The Complete Book of Spices. I'll put a link to it on today's show notes page, culinarylibertarian.com slash 89. You can also find a bunch of stuff on Pinterest and just all over the place. And of course, add or omit as you see fit and prefer. I tend to be a little bit heavy-handed On the garlic onion powders. Uh, In things for pastry which call for cardamom, if it reads for half a teaspoon, I add a teaspoon because I like that flavor. So don't be shy, but don't be a bully. You can, and I don't know whether the line is different for everybody between what the flavor of the spice offers and your own taste bud preferences. I don't know where that line lives, but I I like I like my spices to say hello. I remember years ago, before I went to culinary school, somebody considered this tidbit very sage advice. You shouldn't really ever taste the herbs. Well, then why use them? Of course, you should taste them. That's the whole point of doing it. So I'm sure she meant well, but she was an idiot. I've been thinking about what spices you can grow, and it seems reasonable, mostly garlic and onions. Now, I just saw today a pin for grow your own beans. Why not? If you can do it, and I have no idea what the pest problem would be, it might be massive, give it a shot. I mean, how cool would that be? You can- You know, your own cottage industry of Kahlua and vanilla vodka and vanilla extract and my, oh, my, oh, my. Most spices are tropical or subtropical and here in Oregon, that eludes me. It's possible. I don't know. I'm not going to do vanilla beans. I don't think. Uh, But for the most part, I trust I just get my spices from trusted sources because I can't grow them, except for those two vegetable ones. Herbs are a far easier flavoring to grow. Storage of your ground spices. Interestingly, the clear glass jars used in your grocery store are not ideal for storage. Oh, sure, they're solid enough. They're convenient, but they let light in. Dark cupboards solve this problem. Light degrades both the color and the flavor over time. Now I mentioned that time is subjective in this case, and that's true. If you buy if you grind your own spices today, you ground some cardamom pods into cardamom powder and you have it in a clear thing on the counter, and you come back tomorrow, it's not dust. It's perfectly fine. The subjective part is that if you've got a canister of poultry seasoning from nine years ago and four moves ago. Well, that's time to dispatch that little container of (laughs) poultry seasoning and buy new. As attractive as those little spinny things are on the counters and the clear glass containers, uh, put that right next to the stainless steel mortar and pestle. You, you, you've got a, a, you know, landmarks for your countertop. Vices are best kept away from light and heat until, of course, you're using them, and that preserves the color and the flavor. Um, Most grocery stores have a bulk section, which is perfect, since you can buy only what you need, and that should last you for a few months. Now at my grocery store, the bulk containers look to hold approximately uh, a quart, and Uh, I know that the taco seasoning gets a lot of traffic because it's nearly empty every time I go there. Uh, So I know they're filling it up. If they're filling it up from a 55-gallon bin in the back, I don't know. I really doubt it. I like having the access to only what I want to have, putting it in my little jar because I reuse them. I dump the old out, put the new in, put the old on top of the new, and stays in my closed I have two drawers and one, two two cabinets for all my spices. The bulk stuff won't have an expiration date, probably, as you can see. Those commercial jars probably do have an expiration date, and it's a good idea to use those spices inside of the time frame of that date. Salt, which has been in the ground for somewhere around 10,000 years, Probably also comes in a can or a bottle or a jar with an expiration date. It's okay. You'll be fine. The idea of, say, France or Mexico or China or India having a set of spices that they rely on to create those flavor profiles is a real thing. And you can change a few of them around. Cinnamon is a popular one in uh, in actually in Chinese cooking, in Indian cooking. cinnamons also popular in Mexican cooking. They use them in different ratios. So that's why you don't perceive them the same way. Uh, you can probably find uh, somewhere online a couple of little charts which show you some basics about what flavor profiles would show up for spices for some of the major cuisines of the world. Uh but you can figure that out just from eating and from your memory and from looking at a couple of cookbooks, including Jean Norman's book. The the best piece of advice I can give you is don't be shy. Again, don't be a bully. If you know you don't like cayenne pepper, don't use it. If you know you really like celery seed, use more of it. You know, make make the food Have have make make the food that you want with the flavors that you want. You've got to experiment a little. That's this is how you grow in anything. Experiment a little, push the flavor boundaries a little bit. That making a paste thing and sauteing it is really going to change your your cooking and and it's gonna it's gonna make a big difference. You're gonna say, wow, this is so simple. How come no told me this? I don't have an answer for that, but now I you know. Um, yeah. it's just it's, it's, there's so much to it between cloves and star anise and bay leaves and cinnamon and, and vanilla and mace and nutmeg. Which is there's an endless amount of combinations of flavors to go with. It, it's easy to be overwhelmed, but don't be overwhelmed. It's not that's that's not the point of all this. This is to say, there's a lot of flavor out there and find out what you like and start cooking with those things in the way that you like them. And those spices posts and herb posts that are on that page, there's recipes in there for different things, there's ways to use them, there's ideas, and also join the Eating Liberty Facebook group and ask some questions because I will happily share what I know about how you can grow your flavor profile, your, what I call it, your uh, your flavor library in your head. All right, folks, that's going to do it. In addition to the links I've mentioned that will be on the show notes page, I'll have a banner for Savory Spice. Their products, especially the spice mixes, are as good as I would make them, but I don't have to because they've done the work for me. Click the banner to see an impressive selection of single dried herbs and spices, spice blends, salts, and jarred products. Savory Spice sells chef quality for home cooks. Have a good week, and I'll see you soon. Music for the Culinary Libertarian podcast is provided by Matthew Bankert at mattbankert.com.